wish it were already kindled. But I have a bad decision to go, and how distressed I am, and pray as he can. Do you think I can carry peace on earth? No, I tell you, from now on, there will be five in the family divided against each other, three against two, and two against three. They will be divided, father against son, son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. He said to the crowd, when you see a cloud rising in the west, immediately you say, it's going to rain, and it does. And when the south wind blows, you say, it's going to be hot, and it is. Hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of the earth. And stop, how is it? that you don't know how to interpret this present time. Let us pray. May the words of my lips and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord. Amen. Three men died, and they were waiting to receive entrance through the pearly gates. And the first man came up to St. Peter and said, I was a preacher of the gospel, serving faithfully for over 50 years. St. Peter said to step aside for further consideration. And the second man stepped up and he said, I was also a preacher of the gospel. And I served my church faithfully for 40 years. St. Peter said to step aside for further consideration. And the third man stepped up and said, well, I was not a preacher. I was just a poor government worker with the Internal Revenue Service. And I only worked for them for six months. And Peter told him to step right on through. And the first minister spoke up and said, why does he get to go in before two ministers? And Peter said, well, the truth is, in six months with the IRS, he scared the devil out of more people than either of you did in a long time. <laughs> now, I want you to consider for a moment some of the songs that we sing in worship these days. Hymns. Songs such as, well, Jesus loves me. Fairest Lord Jesus. Jesus makes my heart rejoice. Christian hearts and love united. All very good, very nice hymns. And consider some of the names that we have for Jesus. He is the Lamb of God. The Son of God, the Son of Man, the Good Shepherd. Think of how Jesus is depicted in art, in pictures. He's sitting with the children. He's holding the little ones. He's carrying a sheep on his shoulder. And of course, yeah, in Christmas, we have the baby Jesus lying in the manger or being held by his mother. And you know, all of these are really, really nice. And they're all designed to make us feel really good about worshiping Jesus. But guess what? That's not always how Jesus was. 
Jesus had another side to him. Jesus could be harsh. Think about it. Think about Jesus in the temple, turning over the tables of the money changers, letting loose all the birds and the animals that were there for sacrifices. And then there's Jesus in our passage today. A Jesus that I would say we could call politically incorrect. Now, a couple things before I continue. First of all, if you haven't done so, take a look at the back of your bulletin. You might recognize the name of the person that wrote it. I'll sign autographs later. <laughs> but something else I want you to do. Before, you know, in the next few minutes, and, and listen with your ears, but look at your eyes, because this is an activity. I want you to find in your blue book of worship the hymn Onward Christian Soldiers. Just find it and stick your finger in the page when you find it. And I'll explain later. We'll come back to that. So just make sure you look with your eyes and listen with your ears. Now, the gospel that we have today is one that uh, I have to say, and in preparing this message, I know a lot of other preachers felt the same way, except me. Uh, they kind of gloss over this one because they don't like to preach this particular message. They look for something that's more... Uh, makes you feel good. They want something that makes you feel comfortable. And this is not a comfortable passage or a comfortable message. I mean, think about what Jesus is saying in the gospel this morning. He says, I've come to start a fire on this earth. And how I wish it was blazing even right now. I've come to change everything. I've come to turn everything upside down. You think I came to smooth things over to make everything's nice, everything nice? No, that's not the case. I've come to disrupt. I've come to confront. And how long will it be before it's finished? Whoa. That's not a Jesus that we expect to hear. This is a disruptive Jesus. This is a confrontational Jesus. Now, many people say that we need to preach a gospel that's easy for people to accept. And so they tend to water down the gospel to make it easy for people to follow. And so that way, because it's easy to follow the gospel, it's easy to follow Jesus. But guess what, folks? The gospel of Jesus is not meant to be easy. It's not supposed to be easy to be a Christian. And the best plan is not to water it down, but to fire it up. Like, like Jesus says in Luke 12, 49, I've come to bring fire on the earth. And the fire that Jesus is referring to is the truth of Jesus. Because fire burns down what already exists. Fire burns up the old ways. And this fire is a fire that could be used to build the gospel of Christ, to spread the kingdom of God, the word of God. So ask yourself this. Can we win more people to Christ by watering down the hard parts? Or do we need to hear and preach the words of Jesus that are not just Jesus meek and mild, 
see, here's the problem. People want transformation. And they want the power of God in their lives. But many of them want to do it by offering less. And offering less just makes us all well-dressed sinners. We don't need a nicer, less offensive, politically correct message. We don't just need Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Our hope in Christ requires that we include those offensive parts. We need to know that we are sinners, and we need to understand that we need a Savior every day of our lives. And Christianity must stand up to the stark contrast of the world. We need to stand up for Jesus and stand up for everything Jesus tells us. And I mean everything. And here's the misconception. The gospel is not meant to be nice. Now there's no, no denying it. There is sin in the world. The sin is running around. All you need to do is turn on your television and watch the news. Look at something on Facebook. Look at the internet. Just to see what sin is doing in this world. But know this. The world will be judged by God. All of us will face the final judgment. And Jesus tells us these things many times. But we don't like to hear it. We don't like to hear it, but we must hear it. It's important. And it's necessary for our salvation. Many times today, Jesus' message and Jesus' holiness is minimized. And his humanity is maximized. His miracles are explained and just dismissed away. His commitment to saving the world is almost forgotten. For many, the unchanging Jesus of Scripture has been replaced by the do-it-yourself Jesus, who is made and unmade according to our specifications. When contemporary disciples think about Jesus, we feel more comfortable about seeing him as the gentle Jesus, meek and mild. This is a Jesus who loves everybody. He reaches out to everybody. He never judges. He never refuses anything to anybody because he is good just as God is good. This Jesus is a fine fellow. He's a good guy with a big heart. And he absolutely has to supply everything his people want. And most certainly, this kind of Jesus would never send anyone to hell because hell is a bad place. And a good Jesus is obligated to let everybody come into heaven. How could he not? And yet, our age has made Jesus into a nondescript good guy who asks for nothing and wants nothing except the service. Wait, wait, wait. What did Jesus tell his disciples? He said, I have not come to be served, but to serve 
and to give my life as a ransom for many. A very, very seldom people who think, they're very seldom people are who they think they are. And that includes Jesus. Because Jesus is not the person those people think he is. He isn't now, he never has been. Jesus made the political leaders of his day, he made the religious leaders of his day uncomfortable. They were downright upset with him. And they had him crucified because he was too dangerous to let live. Too dangerous to let live. If Jesus was such, such a good and gentle guy, why did he say woe to you? teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You shut the kingdom of heaven in men's faces. You yourselves do not enter, nor will you let those enter who are trying to. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs, which, I, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of dead men's bones and everything unclean. Jesus, in regards to the coming kingdom of God and the coming judgment, meant to help people to take the consequences of life seriously, to understand their choices, that their choices were either for God or against God, like I did with the children this morning. Do you love Jesus, stand on one side. Do you don't love Jesus, stand on the other side. And our response to the judgments of God has serious repercussions both for the present and for the future. Because Jesus tells us that even family loyalties will be challenged on the basis of whether or not people have accepted the kingdom of God. Now, back to what I asked earlier. Who found or what hymn number in the Moravian Book of Worship is on the Christian soldiers? No, 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 no. I said the blue Moravian book of worship. It's not there. It's not there. It's not in our book of worship. I will tell you this. It was number 255 in the old Moravian hymnal, the red Moravian hymnal, the one right before this one. It was 255. But it's not in this one. Why is it in this one? It's politically incorrect. Think about it. Onward Christian soldiers marching as to war? Ooh, that's not Jesus. That's not the Jesus we want to proclaim. Balderdash. There's a good English word for you. It's better than saying something else like moo cow excrement. <laughs> Never thought you'd hear that from the pulpit, did you? <laughs> But you know what? Jesus wasn't politically correct. Jesus didn't miss his words. So why don't we take hymns out of the hymnal? Why don't we change the words to hymns? You ever notice that? Some of the hymns that we sing, these aren't the words that I remember singing. These words are different. Let's sing them out of the red hymnal. Those are the words we remember. Jesus told it like it was. Jesus tells it like it is. Why do we have to adapt? Jesus didn't adapt. Why must Jesus' message be watered down to make people feel good? Jesus didn't always make people feel good. Jesus makes people feel uncomfortable. 
And that's okay. He's supposed to. He's supposed to make us feel uncomfortable sometimes. Some of you may be uncomfortable right about now. That's okay. That's what Jesus was. That's why he came to earth. That's why he lived. That's why he died. That's why he died for us. That's why he died for each and every one of you. Following Jesus. That's a decision that each of us has to make on his own. And it's not a decision that can be treated lightly. It's a decision that, if we hold true to Jesus' words, makes us unpopular with those who don't know Jesus. And why do I say that? Because being a follower of Jesus, being a true follower of Jesus, means that we will tell it like it is, and it may mean we will be politically incorrect. And we'll say things in Jesus' name that goes against the ways of the world. And so I would urge you, encourage you, if you are a true follower of Christ, be bold. Stand up. Stand up for Jesus. Be a soldier of that cross. Lift high the banner of Christ because Christ leads his army from victory to victory. And he leads us until every foe is vanquished and Christ is Lord of all and reigns eternally. So I invite you. Be politically incorrect. Just like Jesus. Let us pray. We lift your banner high, O Lord, and we stand and fight with you. We fight against sin and the sinful world. Help us all to have courage to stand with you, to tell others of you and not mince your words, that only those who are called your true brothers and sisters will reign eternally with you. Amen. Our closing hymn is number 530, and please stand if you are able.